Oh yeah, meth is like pizza on a bagel. <laughs> you can just do meth anytime. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Wait a minute, that'd be a great t-shirt. That fat bubble 70s writing on like um, a baseball t-shirt. There are good movies and there are great movies, but that's not what we watch here because this is shitty cinema. We are four film masochists who love to take on the worst movies we can find centered around our monthly theme to answer one simple question. Would you watch it again? I'm Jay, and I'm joined by Dave. Hello. Casey. Now who's the boss? And Juice. This isn't even my final form. Every week, one of us has to pick a movie based on that month's theme. Casey, what's this month's theme? This month is game over month. Y'all gonna die, baby! We're all about the game life, be it board games, video games, tabletops, whatever. We're crossing streams and genres with the worst of the worst. I don't know about you guys, but I'm fucking excited. Last week, I started it off with Dead or Alive starring Jamie Presley. You're welcome, mm. everyone. Yeah. And I mean everyone. Okay. Jay, how are you gonna follow it up this week? I'm glad you asked, Casey. I wanted to dig back into my past. And as a child, I loved to play Double Dragon on my Nintendo. So what's better than a movie based on a game that I loved? 1994's Double Dragon. Oh, yeah. What, what, what's better than a game adaptation to movie? Right. All, Always they, goes They've well. never. And this is. If we learn nothing from Super Mario Brothers, it's that video game adaptations <laughs> in the 90s were famously good. All right, Jay, we're going to reverse an elevator pitch this time. You and Casey are an epic crime-fighting duo in the future of 2007, and you are running from one of the many gangs that roam the streets freely. Fighting your way through, you hear a mailman yell from the top of what seems to be a silo, air mail. <laughs> he jumps at you. You got about 10 seconds before he plummets to the ground and smashes your body. Sell us this movie. Billy and Jimmy Lee literally kick their way to put together a magic medallion and also get laid from Melissa Milano. Five seconds. Five seconds. <laughs> nice, nice Jay. Oh. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Casey, you and I have always wanted to go out together, and at least if we're going to go out together, we can be holding hands and get crushed by the same mailman. In the last 10 seconds, before we enter the darkness, sell me Double Dragon. Little ditty about Jim and Billy Lee fighting Joe Exotic for ugly jewelry. Eight seconds. Wow. Oh yeah, Double Dragon. <laughs> Marked cock house. Gonna get that medallion. (laughs) Let's talk about the movie that Shitty Cinema watched. Like its video game namesake, Double Dragon the movie stars brothers Billy and Jimmy Lee. They're a couple of martial artists scraping by in what 1994 thought 2007 California would look like after the Great Quake. That's what the ladies call me in the bedroom. All right, but really it's just the classic movie dystopia of gangs, evil corporations, useless cops, and trash fucking everywhere. They undershot it by 13 years. Is actually, that was 2020. 
not oh. 2007. Oh. Yeah, I guess the actual 2007 didn't have a magical medallion to serve as the movie's plot device. Uh, the medallion was split in two. Half was hidden somewhere in China, and the other with the Lee brothers' guardian. That is, up until our movie's villain, Shuko, shows up, finds the first half in China, and then kills the brothers' guardian to try and get the other. And Chuko is our classic corporate overlord who just wants domination of one whole American city. You know, humble goals, right? Right, right. So much to ask. Thank you. So while the Lee brothers are on the run with their half of the medallion, Chuko spends his time uniting the gangs and helping fund the police because he cares. I mean, he didn't so much unite the gangs as he did brutally murder one of the gang heads and threaten all the others to get them to hunt down the Lees. And then he bribed the police, not funded the police. Okay, wait a minute, though. He united the gangs. Yeah. You got to crack a couple eggs if you want to make an omelet, Dave. He only cracked (laughs) one egg and it brought like a hundred people together. Well, unlike Dave, I think it's not bad to care about your city and want to make it better. And anyway, the Lee brothers can team up with the eco-terrorists to try and destroy Shuko's honest business. Huh? Sure. I mean, the head of the eco-terrorist power corps is played by Alyssa Milano, but they're vigilantes. They go out after curfew. Even the cops in this world don't go out after curfew. It's basically just the purge every single night. Shuko's using his half of the medallion to possess dead bodies and use them to fight the Lee brothers. He can also turn into a shadow and sneak under doors, but he's allergic to sunlight now, which is not a great trade-off. Well, Shuko's just mad because the brothers won't give him the other half of the medallion, and they can't even figure out how to use it until Jimmy ends up getting possessed by Shuko and and Billy's forced to fight his own brother. So then Billy's like, hey, I know what I'm going to do. I'm just going to throw this, and he chucks it, and it somehow activates it, and it makes him stronger or at least tough enough to survive getting knocked through a concrete wall and some rebar, taking it like a champ. Anyway, Billy defeats Shuko in his brother's body, but he drops the medallion to cuddle with Jimmy. I would also rather cuddle with Jimmy. (laughs) While Billy's distracted, Shuko combines both halves of the medallion, which splits him into two shadowy demons with katanas, which is still not that great of a power-up, because he's still allergic to sunlight, and both demons get spin-kicked back into one by the now totally normal Lee brothers. Jimmy and Billy take back the medallion and transform into their video game costumes, which look like something Cher would wear in real life. Yeah, Dave, but now they represent body and mind, like yin and yang, or whatever the voiceover said. Blue and red. (laughs) And Double Dragon is a totally real, genuine Chinese story. Learn history, Dave. Plus, after the brothers defeat Shuko, Jimmy uses the medallion to possess the villain and turn himself into the police, on top of donating all of Shuko's money, so maybe the cops can, like, go out after dark once in a while. But, you know, that's money that's not his. Kind of like a dick thing to do. Basically taxes is what you're explaining. (laughs) No! Yes, Jimmy does donate all of Shuko's money uh, because he is a bit of a dick. And the Double Dragons even befriend Shuko's mutant henchmen from the start of the film. Unlike the video game, Billy seems to get in with Alyssa Milano's character without killing Jimmy, which is somehow better, I suppose. Who's the bad guy now? Not Robert Patrick, because he ate this role up. He ate it (laughs) up. Was he the bad guy? Okay, really, one of the reasons that that I picked Double Dragon is because I remembered how 
fantastic he is as a villain. He, he chews through the scenery. He just, I don't know how he took this role so seriously, and it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah, I don't know if he so much took it seriously more than he knew what he was in and he knew what he was doing. Like, I, he did not take it seriously. He brought the same energy to this as Xander Drax in The Phantom. He just gave an appropriately (laughs) cheesy performance that's fun. Not only did he bring an amazing performance, but he made it look effortless. That's the key. Like Xander Drax, a.k.a. Treat Williams. Oh, what a treat he is. He tears it up. Yeah. Robert Patrick nails it. He's facial expressions. His look is beautiful. He has this sculpted platinum blonde hair with a, a black goatee. He wears glasses, all sunglasses all the time, right? Because he does, he's allergic to light. And he's cool. We, we Apparently in 1994, we thought in 2007, our suits would have like be zip-ups and they would have zippers on the sides. It's yeah. it's really weird, And but 1994 proportions, yeah, totally unnecessary, but it works. He looks ridiculously futuristically corporate evil in a cheesy cheesy way. There's a few things you gotta have to be a 90s villain that's tall hair different (laughs) colored facial hair. (laughs) The bigger the shoulder pads the better Mm -hmm. unnecessary buttons, flaps, or zippers on your apparel if it's like a future time sort of a thing and he's gotta smoke and wear sunglasses. So that's like the seven smoking smoking we know smoking's bad so you're extra bad if you choose to do it like it was the beginning of that because (laughs) 80s are like i mean it's not great but goddamn, do you look cool and he doesn't just smoke he smokes using one of those fancy cigarette holders Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you know he's classy if he uses one of those the filter filter (laughs) roger roger Here's what I think I've settled on, because the whole time we were watching this, I was debating in my head, is Robert Patrick a good actor who's slumming it, or is he a really bad actor who just got lucky once or twice, like the T-1000? And I think I finally figured it out. So in the early 90s, there was this very brief, like, three-year period that we were really big into eyebrow acting. Yeah. 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 And this movie is absolutely lousy with eyebrow acting. Robert Patrick is ahead of the goddamn game when it comes to <laughs> eyebrow acting. He gets, yes. It's not just the eyebrow muscles. He gets that he's got to bring the angle of the head into it. Uh-huh. He's got to come at you sideways sometimes. He's got to glower down on you other times. Yeah. He makes his eyebrows yeah. do crowd tricks. Like, the wave and, like, spell out shit on little tile cards. And the movie has a bunch of shots set up for him to do this fantastic eyebrow acting and just villainize all over us. They were kind of just going for the same thing. Like, give us what you did for the T-1000, which had a reason there. And over here, it was just (laughs) insane. Is he the T-1000? Yeah. Yeah, He's the metal terminator from T-2. What? Hold on. Give me a minute. (laughs) (laughs) But now I want you to imagine Terminator 2, except the liquid metal Terminator chasing them has vanilla ice hair and a goatee. (laughs) I'm smoking. (laughs) Right. I killed your dad, just so you know. (laughs) 
that's like that's where I came up with the eyebrow theory actually because his contribution to the character of the T1000 was that he imagined that the T1000 wouldn't actually see through its eyeballs because that's just a frame that it's you know projecting it actually saw through its ears so if you think back on his performance as it he's always doing this like slightly off weirdly human coming at you sideways tilting his head thing and it's really goddamn creepy <laughs> That's actually genius. Yeah, he never looks at you straight on, and it's really fucking uncomfortable, (laughs) and it works super well. That's just the early eyebrow game. I had a blast with Shuko in this movie. He is by far the best character. He's... Okay, I will give you, he's the only one who's giving a fun performance. I'm not going to say it's a good one, but of the acting performances we got here, he actually put something behind his lines. He did an amazing job of impersonating Mark DeCascos, impersonating him. Like, yeah, yeah. yes. That's got to be hard. That is one of my favorite tropes when you have actors in a performance who have to do the, like, I'm in the other guy's body, so I have to take on their mannerisms. It's always terrible, but it's always fun. Yeah, but this is a three-layer cake of he's impersonating someone impersonating him. I mean, we also had Mark Dacascos impersonating Robert Patrick's character. Which was pretty well done. Yeah, I agree. I like the impersonations in this, but really it worked because they they threw the voice over it. Yes, I agree. I'm glad they didn't like impersonate him vocally. That's a really good point because I like yeah. when the teacher, when he jumped into the teacher to lock him, lock right. her in the cage. Yeah, that performed like the knuckle cracking all the time. Like, just give me the uh, give me the metal. Yeah, no, no, just give me the give me the fucking metal. Give me the medal. <laughs> so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Remind me, because did he talk like, was it his voice coming out of her the whole time? They weren't like, wow, teacher, clear your throat. Clear your throat real fast. Do you want a lozenge? I think they start out with her voice and then it switches to his. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. But, uh, you know, for plot convenience, I don't really care. It worked. I had fun. I thought it was great. It's dubbed really well. Like, yeah. kudos to them. They both yeah. did a really good job of dubbing each other's lip movements. Well, the uh, the two people that were in charge of filming this movie were actually, uh, they made a lot of music videos. That was their claim. And this is actually, for both of them, the only cinematic production that they worked on. Oh, that's what, that was the best part of the movie. I, okay, wait a minute. I'm having a flashback of when they're cornered in the theater and Robert Patrick says to the double dragons, you guys are finished now. And then he said something else, but immediately I went to Joe Exotic of, you are never going to financially recover from this. <laughs> and I just, I, I memefied the movie in my head. I think that's why I enjoyed a lot of it. It's funny you bring up that you memefied this movie because one of the things that was kind of weirding me out as we were watching this is that coming at Double Dragon from 2020, I realized that we are like six levels of satire past this film. And suddenly <laughs> stripping back all those layers of the onion to what we once were was jarring. The cartoony sound effects, the action stars mm. who cannot do action. No. 
Mark DeCostos can. Yeah, he's the only one. Everyone right. else Jimmy, cannot. Jimmy, sure, but Billy absolutely cannot. Uh, Alyssa no. Milano does all right with some of her kicks. One kick. You called no, out one you... kick. Okay. That's Why? a lot of generalizing. Good. Melissa Milano can get her ankle higher than her head, and you fixated on that fact more than how it fit into the movie. Oh, well, I was nine know. years old when yeah. it came out. I get it. <laughs> I'm just saying in terms of an action movie performance, but it's not just that the ridiculous architecture of New Angeles. The, oh, yeah. The references to who's the boss in General Hospital just because, hey, you remember seeing these guys in that thing? There's a lot. They, they, they pack cultural references into Double Dragon. There's the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man that gets referenced. After a Bobo, one of the gang members gets experimented on by Shuko. They say that he looks like the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man. And in fact, he just looked like a super mutant. I was, was going to say fat bastard on steroids. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I was getting more of a, like, the Wookiee Kardashian, the one that has OJ as a dad. Like, throw some <laughs> contour on him and they could be twins. Remember that whole time? It was around 2007 when all the, like, fake corset things were super popular. The giant leather belts that look like weightlifter oh, yeah. belts. Right. They called that because I swear to God, I've seen her on Instagram in that same outfit. Two of the henchmen are named Huey and Lewis, and Shuko asks them, what's the news? Huey, Lewis, any news. Oh, was it? Yeah. That was the line. There you go. The only purpose for the news is for that line. Don't pull the fucking muscles stretching that, Jay. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry. All right. And remember they had buildings and we have those too? <laughs> it's dad jokes. It's just dad jokes. They predicted jet skis, David. They predicted they, that. We had jet skis in 1994. No. 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 This is a prophetic movie. <laughs> yes, Dave. We had jet skis, but did they have cannons on them? Yeah, cannon yeah. jet skis. Come on, Dave. We still don't have that because that's a really bad idea trying to shoot a gun from a jet ski. No, no, it would be great. Um, first of all, why is that not in the American Olympics? <laughs> Wait, we have our own Olympics? Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Like, shit, like cornhole sure. and shit. Oh, no. No, not no. the sex thing, the beanbag game, <laughs> weirdo. God. Oh. You know interesting about the gangs in Double Dragon they have a gang link which is some kind of physical computer device that stores a bunch of information officially they have like official yeah it's called social uh, media that was the original Facebook they called <laughs> Facebook that's what was really getting popular in 2007 fucking Facebook this movie is Joe Exotic really like Jeff Bezos in this world <laughs> Is this the Bezos reality we live in? I think we live in the Bezos reality. Yeah, yeah. I want to be in the double Dargon one. (laughs) I want to dress like a a mail carrier or, you know, a hippie or a redneck. All the gang members had very specific, there was like Princeton dudes, punks, juggalos, and hippies. (laughs) Yeah. The, yeah. the Juggalos I was fine with. That was one thing. Really? The Angus Young band was a little weird. Why were they all dressed <laughs> yeah. like precocious English school children? 
I, it was another thing that's maybe not well thought out. I thought it was awesome when I was a kid, right? That and the power core's base, which is hidden. Oh and there's like God. a little mine ride that gets down to it. And when you get inside it, it's a giant warehouse and there's skateboarding and like mats and flowing water that's green. Very 90s. <laughs> it was. It, it was the exact same as the Foot Clan secret base from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure. movie. It was very, if Nickelodeon got a college right. dorm yeah. room, yeah. like yeah. Pisney yeah. Ride style, like. And they're constantly having a party there. Like that is exactly in the 90s what I wanted. I wanted to go skateboard at a constant party. They have a daycare. That's so forward thinking. <laughs> and not only do they actually watch the kids, they fucking train them, right? You know those kids are in training. So let's try to focus on the positive. How did they try to milk a plot out of a video game that looks more like Wolfenstein background? It wasn't like fun graffiti. It was just side-scroller Wolfenstein ninja time well i mean let's start with the fact i've actually never played any of the double dragon games what so, oh man yeah. Did i have a childhood no i was remember until Wait. i was like 13 i really didn't can play with any video games juice doesn't have siblings double dragon was important because it was a two-player game and like for a while there was bans on one player games where my mom tried to at least so like no 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 i'm sick of you guys fucking fist fighting every 15 <laughs> minutes Double Dragon the video game was a side-scroller beat-em-up. Two characters walking to the right punch anything that walks in from the right to the left. The Power Rangers video game, yeah. okay. Eventually, you get someone bigger that jumps around and you punch him when he's glowing. <laughs> oh. yeah. We're on the third level. Okay. Now they can shoot shit. <clears throat> there is a story to Double Dragon, and it's very similar. They, they Obviously, the movie was inspired by it. Billy and Jimmy are going after Marion, who is played by Alyssa Milano in the movie, because she's been captured by a gang and they're going to fight their way to get to her. The big difference is that um, Robert Shuko isn't the main villain and that after they save her, they fight to the death over her. <laughs> hey, well, they kind of snuck that in there when um, Mark oh. and Scott fight at the end. When he's possessed by oh, not Xander oh. Drax. Yeah, yeah, that's probably why they put it in there. But like, no, you guys weren't really fighting each other. One of Whoever loses was really the bad guy, was possessed by the bad guy. You don't have to feel bad about killing your brother. It's fine. Stacey, <laughs> I bet you that's right. Yeah. See, so it's quite accurate to the game, which makes it better. Question um, some things were accurate. There were two of them. They had dragons. And yes. they kicked a lot. <laughs> their their <laughs> costume was very accurate to the video game, which serves as further proof that we should never do that in live action productions because it always <laughs> looks stupid. Um, I think you need to go back to last week and look at Dead or Alive. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie Presley in an American flag bikini, string bikini. Yeah, that should stay. Porn games don't count. Yeah, I was going to say, if DOA didn't do that, do you not think that there would be a fucking riot? Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think my favorite part was the dragon wagon. Oh, the dragon <laughs> wagon. So instead okay. of using fossil oh, fuels, we just 
have like a trash hole in the middle of the car. It's like a Mr. Fugit. There's one part station wagon, one part incinerator, and 100% (laughs) basically the Grand Am I had back in 2007. (laughs) The Dragon Wagon has a pipe that runs out from underneath the hood and over the top of the wagon Mm -hmm. that shoots flames. And so as they jam more shit into the incinerator, the car goes faster, obviously. And produces more flames. Yeah. So that's how cars work. Hang on. So the the pipe going through the hood, running over the windshield and onto the roof is full of Uh flammable liquid. Yeah. Right. You know what? I'm going to bitch, though. There was not enough Mark DeCascos in this movie. Not enough of him or not enough of him taking his clothes off. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, why does it have to be one or the other? I mean, I'll settle for one or the other. It's fine. I also, I've been pronouncing it Mark Dukakis. <laughs> and a very different last name. Very and different. so, like, I was singing all day Mark Dukakis can suck on my knockers. Like, Dukakis, yeah. knockers, my titties. I don't get it. Um, oh, okay. okay. In my titties. <laughs> but now I got to think of something else. I don't know, Case. I'm, I'm not crazy about him. He's not, he's okay. He's what? Fine. Yeah. He's yeah. beautiful. His face doesn't do it for me. Oh, what? Yeah. I don't get it. You're wrong. I don't I don't get it either. So I'm gonna do Mark DeCasco's conversion therapy on you. Where it's just we're gonna watch his movies every day. Okay. Sun up to sundown. Has he been in a lot that of long movies? this time of year? Then I'm gonna torture you the way that Alyssa Milano tortures boa bobo by feeding you spinach spinach with a fucking butt chugging siphon stuffed right down your throat it's called a funnel we use them in kitchens too and not all <laughs> juice right i would have gone to beer bong How <laughs> right it's strange that you went straight to butt chug if mark ducascos is our number one obviously and our number two don't shake your head at me you piece of shit and our number two is Robert Patrick. Can I say our number three is Lash? So she was kind of in the game, the but her name was Linda. She's the yeah. only like girl bad guy, and she whipped the shit out of you. That's why she's Lash. She lashes you with a whip. I literally oh. did not pay enough attention to put that together till now. Yeah, Linda no, whip okay. Lash. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm 100 yeah. percent serious. The whip Lash. Yeah, I get it now. Lash was fantastic. She. You can tell Lash loved Robert Patrick as much as we did because every scene she's in the background looking reverently at him and just like feeding off of his energy. She 100% committed to this role. Not one line was delivered (laughs) half-ass. Okay. She does commit in a way. She she constantly has this smile, almost serial killer happiness going on about everything. And it's it is genuinely kind of uncomfortable to watch. It's great. She's a soap opera actress. She knows when yeah. you're not speaking, you emote towards the speaking character. <laughs> yep. Acting is just reacting. I loved her. I, I enjoyed her. She she had a couple of good scenes. I mean, she's not exceptional in, in her fighting roles, and she's not necessarily exceptional in the way she delivers her lines. Not at but all. But she's fun with it. And she interacts well with the other characters. She made the movie really enjoyable. I loved her. I loved, I think she also nailed it. Right. Bless her. 
I can't believe. I mean, I understand Robert Patrick is a fucking doll in this film, but I don't believe. I, how did Melissa Alyssa Milano not make it in the top two? Like, I'm kind of hurt, Casey. Do you remember the point in the movie where Alyssa Milano is separated with Scott Wolf from Mark Dacascos? Yeah. Her delivery sounded like someone was squeezing her stomach surprisingly as she's about to like deliver the line. She's like, no, just leave them. <laughs> like, it was so, like, that was not the best take of that. No. At this no. age, she's not a great actress yet, but she's not that fucking bad. Like, why did they leave that one? I think that Alyssa Milano's a better actress, even in content before this. It's just that this movie, she doesn't always kill it. There are definitely spots where I think she does well. For example, in when she's meeting them in the Power Core's base, I think there's a lot of fun she has. But I agree, there are parts where, like the line you said, Casey, where she just does terrible. Last did have the line that I loved. Is it just me or is it hot in here? When they were burning the theater down. I did like that. I yeah. also like when she like hit Alyssa Milano is like, who is the boss now? And I was like, oh, <laughs> knows that show too. She knows the show. Thanks, Lash. They, the, I think the writers of Double Dragon patted themselves on the back a lot, but a lot. I also enjoy the shitty jokes. So, you know. I think there's a lot of back padding. I think they're really, really <laughs> pleased with some of the stuff they did. Yeah. Oh, can I talk about my pet peeve with this movie? Yeah. All of the really close up shots of people's mouth gaped like an asshole going, oh, yeah. Ooh. They do a super close up on John Asher's mouth. I'm like, Jenny yeah. McCarthy, what the fuck were you thinking? I mean, you could make a drinking <laughs> game out of just that. How many times two people look at each other in Home Alone? Oh, oh God. Yeah, it was kind of home alone Good call. Acting is reacting. <laughs> the double dragons and some henchmen that are chasing them get into a car accident early in the movie. And it goes on for so long, just cutting back and forth between all of the characters in the vehicles going, oh, without actually crashing. That it just, it becomes satirical. Like, I don't know. Like, are they just never going to crash and you're just going to keep doing this for another 47 minutes and then roll credits? It's just one long family guy joke. It really, yeah. And just smile like a donut and have scared eyes. One thought I had while we were watching this was just confirmed by the IMDb goofs page. And it feels oddly vindicating. At the end of the movie, Boa Bobo drives the, 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 the dragon, dragon wagon. wagon, right? And... Jimmy lets Bo drive the dragon wagon because he thinks that it's just Billy who has jumped into his body using the double dragon powers. But Jimmy is the one who has the ability to jump into other people's bodies. His yes. brother can't do that. Yes. He's just strong. So the movie just forgot which character had which powers. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. You're so right. How did I yeah. see that? I feel like an idiot. No, I like, while we were watching it, I thought like maybe there's a cut scene where it was revealed they can sh switch they powers can or something. Necklaces is the implication. Uh, if they switch necklaces, maybe they get that power. So if Mark needs to be strong one day and Scott 
Wolf needs to sneak into dorm rooms, he can. But in the shot, Jimmy is wearing the one that the the sole one that allows you to jump into people's bodies. Oh, so, okay. Uh, sorry, yeah. I tried to take you guys no. out. The movie just straight up forgot who had what powers. Yeah. yeah. No, I yeah. think at that point they're like, all right, guys, we're done. Fucking rap. Right. They just wanted to set up a shitty joke to go out on because they had no idea how to close the movie out. All right. I guess it's time after all of this conversation. We need to know, Juice, 1994's Double Dragon, would you watch it again? Oh, man, this was a treat. This was a gem stuck in 1994 that I tripped on and was like, oh, boy. You know, and it gets a little bit of vindication just because doing a little bit of research, I found here that there was actually two writers for the film. The, the lead guy that was setting this up had one guy write it and then come back and gave it to another guy and said, here, polish this up, who this man then went on to write Breaking Bad and later Better Call Saul. Really? Really. Furthermore, the one of the guys that they brought in to just kind of write some quips and some one-liners and some jokes went on to write for that 70s show. Like, this had a lot of hands in the pot, and I think that's where it went really fucking messy. And they tried to make it like a kid's movie, but then at certain points, they forgot that it was a kid's movie and ended things like a wonderful shot, I might say, of Alyssa's ass. And we had Channel 69 that was reporting the news of the yeah. river catching on fire. Like, right. are those just. Yeah, that's a really good point. Just they could not settle on a tone. Yeah, just they, one fucking thing. I think that's what they aimed at a chilled. It's mostly aimed at children, mm, but it? it received a PG-13 rating. And that also might be why it did horrible in the fucking box office. Despite all of that, there's something that I think this cacophony of bullshit that happened around the production of this movie made one of the best terrible movies I've seen in a very long time. What? Fuck yeah. I'm going to sit yeah. down and watch it again. I can't believe I haven't actually ever watched this before. And if I'm ever really high and can't focus on anything else, I might actually download Double Dragon to fucking play it on some emulator I'll find. So we'll see. But I had a lot of fun with this. I'm going to have to watch it again. So yeah, without a doubt, I got to revisit this again after a, uh, a thorough combing of Alyssa Milano's catalog. So Dave, how about you? This was obviously a part of your childhood that I didn't get to have in mind. Revisiting it, would you revisit it again? Oh, yeah. Both Double Dragon the video game <laughs> and Double Dragon the movie were real big in my childhood. And I can confirm right now that Channel 69 jokes in Alyssa Milano's ass are exactly how you targeted a very specific <laughs> demographic in the mid-90s. Yes. Uh, and it worked really, really goddamn well. Uh, this also reminded me, it's it's weird looking back from now when we have things like the MCU uh, and, you know, big budget adaptations of Uncharted in the works there was that period in the 90s when movie companies and uh, all these adaptations would buy video game licensing rights and then completely disrespect the property in every way possible <laughs> 
like character names and primary colors are about all the plot of this <laughs> shares with yeah. the actual video game. But what they made out of it is still fun. Robert Patrick's performance as an evil vanilla ice is fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, the action in this is not good action by any means, but no. it's not meant to be good action. It's meant to compete with like three ninjas in the sidekicks movie with Chuck Norris. And it does that pretty <sighs> admirably. So mm -hmm. yeah, I'm probably going to revisit Double Dragon again. If you don't have a shit ton of nostalgia wrapped up in it, I think it's still fun for at least one viewing. Absolutely. Casey, how about you from 1994 Double Dragon? I know you are real big into Mark DeCascos, but are you going to watch this again and not just the other movies where he takes his shirt off? Like the setting of this film, this was a mockery of something great and it makes it into an infertile wasteland. There are over five shots of Scott Wolf, among other people, looking straight into the camera and screaming. That's a fucking <laughs> pet peeve of mine up there with kids with like shit on their mouth. That said, Robert Patrick makes me root for him. And Mark Picascos, <laughs> let me see where that cock goes. Yes, I would watch Whoa! it again. It's a time capsule yeah! of what we thought was cool. And we're doomed to repeat it if we don't acknowledge it. So I got to study. I got to study. But Jay, you brought this. You dealt it. Will you smelt it? Will you watch Double Dragon again? Case, I think you're right that it is a time capsule of everything that we thought was cool. And it reflects a lot about us. And in that way, it's a ton of fun. I don't know how to describe the kind of bad that Double Dragon is, but it's the kind where you have a great time with a villain that chews through scenery, heroes that you don't really care about and have paper-thin motivations, and actions that's just tolerable enough for, but keeps you asking questions. I've watched Double Dragon more than once, and you are goddamn straight. I'm going to watch it again. Wow. Wow. All right. Well... Post it, ship it, whatever you need to do, ladies and gentlemen. The verdict is in. Resounding four out of four of us are going to sit down and watch this movie again. But always, it's up to you guys. You need to give us a watch. Let us know what you think. And next week, Dave, you get to continue Game Over Month. What you doing for us? Uh, you know what? We've been going a little too heavy on the video games. It... Games are not just video games, guys. We have tabletop games. We have board games. And adapting a board game into a movie is a really dumb idea that I love to see happen. <laughs> so we're going to watch fucking Battleship. What? Uh, yeah. How do you make a movie out of Battleship? You're going to find out, baby. Rihanna's going to be there. It's great. Well, in the meantime, calm, calm down. Get a towel, Jay. If you guys have a bad movie suggestion, want to say hi or send dog pics, like the Facebook page, sh.ttycinema. We're on Twitter at Bad Movies, Bad People, and that's PPL. Casey's on Instagram at Casey.cinema. If you want to throw us a couple bucks and help keep us going so we don't have to throw trash in our gas tanks, swing by the Shitty Cinema Patreon page. And as always, let's turn out the lights, throw on some sunglasses, and slide under a doorway, maybe into Mark DeCosco's dressing room. I don't know. Rapey. He was Alex macking all over the place. Ooh.
Huh? <laughs>